Our topic today is the sugar root sweet potatoes, the real sweet sweet potatoes. Welcome to Gardeners Radio by Lubera Edibles, the podcast for professional gardeners. We are talking about edible plants. My name is Frederik Vollert and at Lubera Edibles I am responsible for the product development. My guest today is Markus Kobold, um, co-founder of Lubera Edibles and also founder of Lubera. So, hello Markus. Um, your, breeding, your breeding programs are such wide. Why now also sweet potatoes? You have to be grounded. <laughs> no. Uh, some years ago we decided that systematically we want to go vegetables. Some potato people would say these are not vegetables, but for us they are. And uh, and uh, then in the vegetables, of course, we are not doing everything. So we are concentrating on on root crops like potatoes, sweet potatoes, yakon, oka, whatever. So, but for the moment, so every, every kind makes tubes. Yes, yes. Uh, but especially, especially for the moment, in potatoes and sweet potatoes. For the home garden market, yeah, and um, we are also doing some uh, from uh, fruit vegetables like tomatoes, and uh, so this is a strategic way. Our love of plants goes through the stomach. <laughs> um, so you said uh, you also uh, decided to breed um, uh, normal potatoes besides the sweet potatoes. Yep. So. Um, Two questions. Um, are sweet potatoes, um, is it, are you able to grow sweet potatoes in a middle European climate? Yes, of course, here in, in the Western world, plus in West Europe, it's a new crop, it's an upcoming crop, it's an orphan crop, you could also say. But it's very clear now that it's coming. So the potential is huge in agriculture. So uh, I think that uh, in agriculture, sweet potatoes will four or fivefold in the next 10 years and will come near to the potatoes. In the home garden, the same. So it's a, a, a huge and interesting crop. And we decided to breed first and foremost for the home garden market. So if we find interesting products, especially with uh, agronomic values like big crop, Uh, we will also look at the professional market, but that's only a secondary step for us. And uh, we will do it not ourselves, but through partners and licensees. Mm -hmm. So we are concentrating on the home garden market. And for that, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, and what we have learned, especially in the last year, which was really one of the worst years climatic-wise, uh, huge rain, uh, perhaps... No month which was above average, but many months below average. <laughs> And um, the, the climatic resilience of, of, uh, of um, uh, sweet potatoes is, is, is much better than the climatic resilience of, of potatoes. And so that's a very interesting learning. It was and is a, a, a subtropical and tropical uh, crop, but in our climate from... March till September, so it has to be fast. It must develop very fast to have uh, interesting fruits and also kilograms. That's 
what we have to resolve in breeding. But uh, climate-wise, in these months, it's uh, fantastic to grow here mm -hmm. and also in gardens. <laughs> And is there uh, um, uh, a difference uh, in the breeding, uh, breeding program uh, between potatoes and sweet potatoes? So in the, um, in the common name, it's all both potatoes, but is it um, the same in, in breeding? Or is there, is there a difference and is there much, a big difference? Yes, in potatoes, perhaps because it was cultivated here in Western Europe for now... 500 years, uh, we have to concentrate and because pests and diseases have developed in this time and they, they have specialized on potatoes, so uh, resistance breeding, especially for uh, early and light plate, is very important, especially for the home garden market and is one of our most important goals in potato breedings. This for the moment is not the most important goal in sweet potato breedings because there are not many enemies for the moment known because it's an orphan it's a new upcoming crop it has almost no enemies for at least at the moment and uh, uh, especially not in the garden not if you don't have a monoculture and so it's very different in in uh, potato breeding we have to concentrate on decent quality plus resistance plus resistance plus resistance And uh, here uh, in, uh, in uh, sweet potatoes, we can concentrate on quality, quality, quality and differentiation. So there are different types of sweet potatoes. Uh, and uh, so that's the difference in, in breeding. And, and in sweet potatoes, you have an empty field. So you, you have, of course, uh, we are testing currently and using as mother plants about 40 varieties on the market, perhaps 10 to 20 varieties. Uh, but in the potatoes, you have thousands of varieties. So we are in an empty field as breeders in sweet potatoes, and we are in a full grown out field in the normal potatoes. Mm -hmm. And um, now you uh, in, in spring uh, 2022, you will re release the first um, variety program. So the first, uh, it called um, the Sugar Root Series. Uh, sugar root sweet potatoes. Um, so, what is the difference between the sugar root sweet, sweet potatoes and uh, the common varieties? It's it's. Uh, I think when you are eating them, and you have eaten them, you can yes. later tell. Uh, <laughs> difference is very clear. Uh, as an assortment, and of course, these differences are better in three of the five varieties. All of the four varieties, uh, but uh, it's very clear. So we want to have sweet, sweet potatoes in our assortment of sugar roots. That's the name, eh? sugar roots, sweet roots. And, uh, and uh, we want in the tendency to have more fluid, more creamy varieties uh, to eat and not dry and not corny uh, varieties to eat. So that's the difference. Many varieties on the market say the LSU varieties from Louisiana State variety, but also some of the, of the uh, what are the names of the Erato varieties by Volmeri are fantastic varieties with huge crops, but they are less sweet, clearly less sweet and also less creamy, uh, less fluid uh, than our varieties. So 
that's the way we want to differentiate. And, uh, and uh, that's the reason, the raison d'etre uh, of, the, of the sugar root varieties. Um, so uh, in, in, sugar, in, in uh, sweet potatoes, you normally have more um, colorful tube than in um, potatoes. So which colors do you have in, uh, in your um, new assortment? Yes, we are concentrating now by talking about it uh, on the inside color. We have yep. all, always the outside color and the inside color. Also, the outside color can differentiate, but more important is the flesh color. So uh, we have uh, sugar root white. Uh, we have uh, yellow, we have marron, which is a, a, a two-color variety, and we have red. And uh, yeah, perhaps you are the best, because <laughs> uh, uh, Frederick, uh, for our listeners and uh, viewers, Frederick is, is a sweet type, so he, he, he <laughs> likes sweetness over everything, so he is the specialist, the, and he's also co-breeder of our uh, sweet potatoes. I have to say that in sweet potato breeding, I'm not uh, the, the most important worker. It's uh, Frederick and uh, uh, Moritz Köhler, our breeder, our professional breeder. Uh, he has uh, brought in uh, to our breeding program in the last year the vegetable breeding, so tomato, uh, uh, potato and sweet potato, and um, especially the sweet potatoes, but also the the potatoes Frederick worked also a lot he's about uh, working one week a month he's working in Switzerland in our breeding department uh, to have a connection between the young plant company who is developing the product and our breeding so Frederick what are your remarks about the eating of the sugar root sweet 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 potatoes <laughs> yeah it was a very interesting week um last year in uh, in autumn i think it was uh, end of october mm. where we uh, digged out all the the uh, um, sugar root sweet, uh, sugar root varieties and also um, all our um, breeding um, stuff, yeah. breeding stuff, uh, bre uh, um, seedlings, and also all the comparable varieties. So in uh, on two days uh, we had um, uh, tasted, I think about uh, th 30 varieties and uh, seedling numbers, and also the sugar root series. So um, we, s we will start with the sugar root with uh, a sugar root white. It's it's a very um, the, the The flesh color of the tubes are uh, it's it's a cr creamy bright white, and it's also uh, when when it's cooked, it has a very creamy melting texture. So so it's uh, I like it, and it's also the sweetest ones of all our varieties. Then we have uh, sugar root yellow. It's not that bright yellow as uh, it's uh, shown from a from a lemon. So it's more uh, a, a a creamy, uh, creamy yellow um, color, and it's also a, a true sugar root, but it's not that sweet as sugar root white, and it's not that creamy melting texture. It's it's a little bit um, more firm, but not not unlikely. So it's it's a very good maybe for uh, for process, uh, processing into into chips or fries. So. That will be a good. Then we have um, a sugar chestnut. Um, sugar chestnut has also a, a 
ground color of a creamy yellow, but it's marbled with a little kind of orange. So it's it's um, a two-colored um, it's, it's a two-colored variety in the flesh, and it's also very sweet and has, has also a, a creamy melting texture. And um, when you uh, eat it, uh, you have um, some kind of a chestnut taste. So it's it's also it's very interesting, and then uh, the fourth variety is uh, sugar root purple. Um, it's a, a blue purple variety. It's a very dark inside, and um, it's all as we had we, we had uh, taste a lot of uh, purple or red varieties in in autumn, and. We have seen that um, most of the purple varieties are not that sweet as uh, the, um, the yellow or white or, white or, or orange ones. But um, um, sugar root purple is also sweet, sweeter than um, other purple varieties. And it has um, more... <sighs> it, it, deeper taste it's not um, clear sweet so it comes of the antithians in in the flesh that this uh, brings um, an, another taste uh, a spicier taste so it, it's it's uh, also very good for eating and we this this spring um, the Sugar root sweet potatoes will be released at uh, Lubera.com as finished plants in spring, but also at Lubera Edibles we will have um, young plants available. Not that much. Um, it could be that it's more um, uh, that we'll have to um, dry plants yeah, or reduce or, some amounts. So yeah, we are we have still almost sold out. So. If you are interested in in uh, sugar roots uh, varieties, uh, try to have some test plants this year and try to order as early as possible our plants for 2023. Which I especially find very interesting because they have a different aroma profile, uh, with a deeper taste, with also some some bitterness in it, uh, some taste like uh, black chocolate, yes, brown chocolate. So it's it's really fantastic to breed there, and uh, we will go forward to fill the gaps in but, our. But not only to to breed it, so. Also to taste it. Yes. To have, <laughs> yeah, we want to have fun in our work. And uh, so that's really interesting. What we haven't done in the last year, but perhaps we shouldn't say on our podcast enough, is is really to dry the leaves and to dry spinach or, or vegetable to make out of the leaves. Uh, there is much written about it, but nobody has done it really. <laughs> so I think that should be a to-do for next year because we like, you know, Frederick, as I've said, is working uh, every month, one week in Switzerland, and he likes to eat and he likes to cook. <laughs> so uh, we will, as f for sure, next year or this year, we will do some tasting of the of the leaves as a spinach, as a sweet potato spinach, 
Uh, and I'm sure that we will find uh, better and less good uh, varieties there too. We have also a, a, a pipeline in ornamental and eating varieties, the combination of both. There is very important to find better varieties which never have uh, some very small roots. We have in the existing ornamental varieties, we see often that they are not doing roots. And this we have to overcome. And uh, yeah, uh, so we are going forward. We have also to say it's it's a lot of our work, like always in breeding. Yeah, uh, there is a what is advantage, what is going forward in breeding. That's to being a, a dwarf on the shoulder of giants. So we are the dwarfs. Yeah, perhaps perhaps Frederick <laughs> is a little bit too big for it. And uh, and the giants are the people who have started this. So also like in other crops, like in apples, we are on the shoulders on the older ones. In sweet potatoes in the Western world, especially of the Louisiana State University, who did who started the Western uh, um, the Western uh, potato breeding in a in, for the Western world, and it's rather southern in Louisiana, <laughs> and uh, so it's a good work that we can on their shoulders we can go on and um, try to develop varieties from here in middle europe for here in middle europe and also varieties which are not only uh, stomach filling side dishes <laughs> but uh, who are culinary very interesting vegetables that our 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 vision of uh, the sweet potatoes Yeah, thank you, Marco. Thank you for your um, inside views of um, sweet potato breeding. Yeah, we are at the end of this episode. Um, I hope you liked it. If you have any questions or comments, uh, you can just uh, email me uh, direct under frederick.follard at luberaedibles.com and we will see us at our next episode about wild fruit breeding so thank you for listening and also for viewing thanks for hearing gardens radio by lubero edibles you find us on every platform for podcasts spotify apple and of course on our website www.luberoedibles.com go on gardening